the motivational cowboy with this week's outstanding life podcast and who is sitting here with me again joshua spears man i, I tell you, your wife is really going to start wondering this is like the second podcast that we did this week yeah <laughs> joshua not long ago i asked you uh, or i called you and i was so excited about coming up with an idea Yep. And I said, Joshua, I'm like, I want to interview somebody that has been around a long, long time. You used the word old, and I'm not going to say that this lady that's sitting next to me is old, but you said, Johnny, it's your story, stop. Johnny, tell it how you want. <laughs> You're like, Johnny, stop. I got the lady. Who yes. is sitting here with us right now? Well, who we have with us today is Kay Sirik, who is my wife's grandmother, who is 95 years young. 95 years young. How and about Kay, that? Kay, you look amazing. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I can't believe you came down to get us. We are literally sitting in your living room. You came down to get us, and I go, oh, she's probably on the first floor. No. no. You walked down those stairs, came and got us. I mean, you look like a million bucks. Thank you so much. 95 years old. Yep. Oh, unbelievable. Joshua, how are we going to start this podcast off? Because I, I, I already know by just looking at her that we're going to have a good time this next we hour. Are. Well, the first thing that, you know, I want to wanted to maybe have, have her share with us is what's your, what's your day to day? Like, I, I know that you're pretty busy. I know that we, a lot of times people have Wait, to make Joshua, what yeah. do you mean busy? We had to get an appointment to come here. Yeah. She finally said Thursday will work for yeah. us as long as it's in the evening. Yeah, we had to make an appointment. <laughs> so you're extraordinarily busy. What does your week look like? Well, I do a lot of things. I play cards. I go to church. I go uh, to play bingo. And I have a lot of friends in the building, plus a lot of friends outside that come over and that. And then we go what out What kind of to cards eat. you play? Huh? What kind of cards do you play? Bridge, bridge, pinochle. I don't. I I know how to play other cards, but euchre and that. But I don't join. I and I used to play pinochle at the shrine yep. on uh, Saturday nights, but I don't drive at night anymore. So I quit um, that club. Although the lady was picking me up, but then she was one of the, having a little trouble with orientation. <laughs> so therefore I decided I was better off staying home instead of playing cards. Were you ever a poker player? No, I played poker, but not seriously. No. Right. You just no. don't go to the casino and play. That's all. No. <laughs> I go to casino and pull, pull the slots, you know, right. but, uh, one question I have too, as far as like being that active at 95, there's a lot of people who are a lot, lot younger that aren't near as active. Are a lot of the friends that you go hang out with and play cards with, are they a lot younger than you? Oh, yes. I think the, I think the oldest one is 15 years younger wow. than I am, and most of them are 20 and 30 years younger than I am. But the reason that I think this is good, because I read in the paper, and I have the article somewhere, that... If you don't have young friends, you won't have anybody at your funeral. So therefore, <laughs> I have younger friends. So that therefore, I will have besides family friends. Her her youngest friend is still eighty some years old. Eighty, yeah, it would be eighty yeah. years old. Oh, right? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. So 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 now now am I your am I your youngest friend? Well, it depends on how old you are. I'm forty eight. Well, yeah, I guess you'd be the youngest. Not family. Uh, you'd be the youngest friend. That's right. Okay. But not family. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. My well, youngest... I just want to know that I'm I'm the youngest now. I'm like yeah. I'm somewhere in in Kay's life here that I'm the youngest. Right. <laughs> not the oldest. Yeah, that's no. I don't have any older really. You have no friends that are older than you? No, none of them. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I have one friend at church. Her name is Barbara. And she's my age. She's three months younger than I am, though. Wow. And she's 95, and she's a wonderful person. Do you have, how many grandkids do you have? I have, oh, grandkids, I have seven. And great-grandkids, I have 11. Wow. Yeah. And children, how many children? Well, now I only have one. I had two, but my daughter died a couple years ago, so 
I only have the one son. So I heard a, a, of a story. You and your great grandson took you for a ride on a go kart last year, last oh, summer. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your ninety fifth birthday. He took you for a no, ride on a go kart. No, that was the ninety fourth. Ninety fourth. Or was it? it was, the, oh, wait, I thought it was, it was last summer. It is Him the ninety fifth. Yeah, it was. Her and my oldest son, who was eight at the time, yeah, went for a ride on the go kart. Yeah. And How was that? It was fun. It was something different, something I've never done before, you see. Yeah. 95 so, years old and on a go-kart. Yeah. yeah. I want to be you one day. Do you Do you get a lot of people saying that to you? Oh, yeah. 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 Is they, that Now, is that a compliment to you? Well, it is in a way because I don't think anything that I'm exceptional, but everybody, or at least a lot of the people that I hang around with think that I am. So I love that, hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Well... That's what so can- neat. I just, I, I just, I still, I, I'm just looking at you. You do not look at all like 95. Thank so you. I, I just, I still can't believe that you are sitting here right now and you're 95 years old. So what, what year were you born then? 1923. See, 1923. Right there. There's that thing oh, from yeah, my- 1923. Yeah. It says right there. So no, no, no. I, so 1923, I, I heard also a rumor about you that you like whiskey. Oh yeah, I don't care for wine or beer. So I'd rather right have a, stuff. I'd rather have a mixed drink. What kind of whiskey do you like? <laughs> well, right now, uh, mostly when I go to the play bingo, we have a drink before bingo, and I usually have Jack Daniel's honey with ginger ale, <laughs> or else black cherry rum with ginger ale. Nice. Those oh. are my. Those are your two. Kind go? of, kind of. Oh, and, oh, and I love amaretto. Okay. That, that I, I like Did you it see over her my, eyes light up when yeah. she's talking about this liquor I like, like this? I like that uh, on my ice cream at night. Oh, liquor on your ice cream. Oh, yeah. So Make so is that is that the secret to living 95 years oh, of yeah, drinking? Yeah. My motto is everybody asks me what's the secret to my life. And I says, you eat, you drink, and you be merry. That's my motto in life. Do you remember uh, Prohibition? Do you remember oh, when, yeah. when you could not even buy alcohol? Yeah, my father. Were, were you my, a drinker then? Well, no, I was too little. Oh, okay. But my father used to have it up in the attic. Really? He used to make it for some distiller or something. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Go ahead. I know, I no, know no, you're, no, you're no, looking. No. I just, <clears throat> no, I, got a, I got a ton of questions. I want to know, what is your favorite president? Favorite, favorite, favorite president throughout the years? Well, I liked Roosevelt. I mean, he was very good. But I know a lot of people... Didn't care for Carter, but I thought he was an honest, nice guy that most of them aren't. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so during the Great Depression, when the Great Depression hit, how old were you? Were you? Uh, I was just, uh, it was 29. I was about seven. Seven, eight years old. So yeah. were, were you, was your family impacted by that at all? Oh, yeah. We used to be, uh, uh, we didn't have much. We always ate, but it was just cheaper foods. Mm-hmm. And you got so that at least me, I liked bologna. And sure. So now fried mother, bologna or regular bologna? Just bologna okay. sandwich. And my mother, when after we could afford something better, and I'd say, I want bologna. She say, Then you go to the store and get it because <laughs> I don't want to get bologna again. You know. So yeah. it was. It, it's all a matter of. How you yeah. get along with things, you know, how you like things and stuff. Where where did you grow up? Where were you where you were in lo- Detroit. In Detroit. I was I was born in New York, in Schenectady, New York. But I came here when I was about nine months old. And I was um raised in Detroit near the Plymouth factory there. Mm-hmm. And I lived there till I got married. Wow. So there was we were there for twenty years. How old were you when you got married? 20. You were 20 years old. Yeah, and this is my goal now. I was single for 20 years. I was married for 56 years. And if I can make it till October the 10th of this year, I'll be 20, single for 20 years again, see? So I was going for 20, 56, 20. <laughs> so I heard that you also sing in the church choir. Well, it's a resurrection choir is what it's called. It's a choir for the funerals. And sometimes it depends on now. This week we have four of them. And sometimes you don't have any, and then sometimes you, they pile up on you. Have you ever always been a, a good singer? 
Oh, I'm not a good singer. No. <laughs> so I definitely. So, so you're just in the choir, just. Just to be there, more or less. I mean, I, I, I sing, but very poorly. <laughs> and uh, I used to belong to the choir when I was single. Before I got married, I belonged in the church in uh, Detroit, the Resurrection Church. And I was, uh, then I sang better, and I was in the choir there. So your husband passed almost 20 years ago. Yeah. It'll be 20 years in November. Has your life changed in the last 20 years, or have you always been this active even when you were married? Oh, yeah, we were more active. When we lived in Florida, we did more things. We shuffled, we bowled. I had bowling leagues going that I headed and things like that. No, I was always very active. What was your husband like? A beautiful, loving father and husband. I mean, he was really... You didn't know. How did you meet? How did you meet him? I met him because he lived up the street from me and lived next door to my cousin. Okay. And uh, they wanted me to meet him and wanted me to meet him. And I was going to school at night and working all day. And so on my way home from work, I stopped at my cousin's and she introduced me to him. And then. Uh, what was your first uh, reaction when you first met him? Well, he was good, but you see, I was raised in a neighborhood with all boys. There were no mm. girls, hardly. Did you grow up, you said, in Detroit? Yeah. Was it off like Verner Avenue and stuff like that? No, no, no. no. It was uh, Lynch Road and Mount Elliott. Okay, gotcha. And uh, the it was all boys. All my neighbors had, they all had boys. One had two boys, one had eight boys, one had three boys, mm-hmm. one had two boys. So I was not. So you had a pretty a pretty good lot to pick from then, didn't you? Yeah, and I didn't pick any of them. This, my husband was from Pennsylvania, so that goes to show you. So who asked who out? Did he ask you out? Well, uh, I guess we met. At, yeah, and I went with his brother for a little bit too. And, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that was kind of awkward. Huh? Wait a second. So you went with the brother first? No, I went with him. Then I went with his brother, and then I went with him again. But it was. A neighborhood, like I said, these boys were boys. They they weren't uh, the kind that would take advantage of you. Sure, you just went out. You always had a hell of a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There and, go there go there there goes the first. It, it um, was nice. Though. Swear word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, really, it, it it we always just went out and had a good time. There was none of this crap that they have now that's yeah where was your first it. date at do you remember your first date my first 90, date? like that was what 75 years ago yeah. oh i went out before that yeah uh <laughs> do you see that she's like you know, johnny i, I went out way before that tell you, it was probably to a uh, uh one of the polish parks for a picnic on sundays you know how uh-huh. they had all that dancing i went with all so, the boys there so 75 years ago what what do you remember about your wedding during that time the, you know your wedding was it pretty was it pretty oh, amazing? Oh well, I, I, I we did a lot of church work. My dad worked at church called bingo and stuff, and mom and I used to crochet some of the altar cloths and that. And so I was very active in the church. And so the, the priest let me be married on a Sunday at high mass, and I had a big choir and everything, which is something unusual. Yeah. You don't have that in a Catholic church right. much. But uh, I was married on the Sunday, and my husband was in service, so he came home for the wedding. And uh, there's a picture of it there. Mm-hmm. There's oh, yeah. 21 of us in my wedding party. Wow. Oh, wow, 21. Yeah. That's a big crowd. Yeah. 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 I had a big wedding, and we had, uh, at that time, too, uh, everything was rationed, meat and everything. So we, uh, because the neighbors were all nice to me, they um, uh, gave us their rationing coupons and stuff. And we had a morning reception at a hall and an evening reception, about 200 people. Wow. And it was it was wow. a very, very, very nice. Uh, so so you're, you're, Go ahead, Joshua, go ahead. So your husband was in the service when you got married. Yeah, so yeah. W- and I understand, you know, he was in World War II, right? So was he in World War II and he came home to get married or do you yeah, get... Yeah, he was, uh, because we got engaged. We were engaged for 18 months. And be- when we got engaged, he was not in service, but then he got drafted. And so he went into service and 
I wasn't sure what to do, but then... Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean he by was, that? You weren't well, sure what I, to do. Well, like that I must have been a little I different. I wanted to get married or not while he was in service, but he wanted to get married. So I says, "Okay, if you can come home on October the tenth, we can get married." <laughs> talk to the talk to the military general and see if so you can get off for your wedding. He came. He got actually. He was in the hospital with real bad tonsillitis, but uh, he said he had to get home for the wedding. So. Yeah. He came home and we got married. So what? So with um, nowadays with with satellite phones and cell phones and the internet, families can, can they can communicate with the troops easily. You know, yeah. it's very easy. What was it like having your your fiance and then your husband in World War II, one of the most was, challenging wars in the history yeah. of America? It, what was that like? What was it like to communicate well, with them? It was real hard because you didn't hear from them. For maybe once a week, once every two weeks, you get a letter. Is that from a letter? letter? Yeah, just a letter. I mean, that was it. No pictures or anything like right. they have now. It was just terrible. And then he was wounded overseas. And uh, how long was was he wounded before you heard about it? I uh, it was I didn't hear right away, but it was going around the neighborhood that somebody was wounded, and that uh, they were losing lost a leg. And I thought it was my husband, mm-hmm. but it was somebody else because then I got a letter from a telegram from the government telling me that he was wounded. And then I get a telegram every other, about every once a week or so from the government telling me that he's still recovering. And actually, I had those uh, telegrams, but I just gave them to my grandson, Richie, because he and his grandpa were so close. Sure. When we lived here, he used to come here and talk to his grandpa for hours at a time. Don't worry about it. So, and uh, that's why I'm saying it. You know, it it uh, it was hard when he was gone. Kate, just just go back to your wedding here. I'm looking at your wedding picture. Yeah. And it is your bridesmaids. Yeah. Are in two different color dresses. Yeah. Is that because you couldn't? Make up your mind on no, what color w- to get, wanted, or because you don't you don't see this very often. I wanted blue and gold, and then my sister-in-law, which was my maid of honor, was in rose color. Okay. Yeah, and those were mostly the boys from the neighborhood that uh, I grew up with that are in the picture, and then the little ring bearer is my baby brother who is still alive and he's living in Georgia. Yep. My other two brothers, the one is in there too. He's the best man. But uh, the other brother, they're both gone. But uh, you, were, you were married 56 years. Yeah. And it's, it seems like very happily married. Oh, very, very much so. My husband was the best, best husband. He would come home from work and he would say, Honey, why don't you go out shopping or go with the neighbors? Or he was so good. And he said, I'll get the kids bathed and put him to bed. He was the best husband. What did he do for a living? He worked for Chrysler. Okay. Well, at first it was Briggs, which was a bathtub company. And then they changed to Chrysler. He and my dad, my dad got him to work there because um, when he came home from service, he was in bad shape. Okay. I mean, he was at least little noise and he would be jumping all over, you know. Did you work too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What did you do? Well, to begin with, I did a lot of Odd jobs because I graduated when I was 16, and you had to be 18 for a lot of things. So yep. I worked here and there, and then I worked as a sales girl at Crowley's for a little while, and then I uh, became a secretary, a private secretary. So I worked for um, SKF. It's a ball bearing company, okay. a Swedish ball bearing company. I worked as a private secretary there for a while, and then I thought, well. I'll go somewhere else. So I went to, as a private secretary, to the president of the United Rubber Workers. And uh, then I didn't like it there because the girls there were not very nice because I got the job instead of them. So then <laughs> Cat I, even went, back then, huh? I went back to SKF again and worked there again as a private secretary. And I went to night school then taking up cosmetology and became a hairdresser. Really? Yeah. Well, that explains why your hair looks so good then. 
Yeah. So, so I got I got a question for you. Yeah. I obviously you were you have the secret to a great marriage. Mm-hmm. And with the, the divorce rate, almost 60% right now, what is the secret to a great marriage? The best thing that I can think of is that you both are on the same page. I mean, if you want to do something, do it together. Or if you don't like something, speak about it. And then, and then of course, the kids bring it together a lot, too, you know? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I think too. I just picked the right guy because he was the best guy you could ever find, and that's why after he died, I would never find another like him, right. and would never have gotten married again because he was one and only. Yeah. One mm-hmm. one thing that you're talking about, you know, what an amazing husband you had, and we talked a little while ago about World War II. But one aspect that I wanted to have everybody hear is. What, what was it like for you when you heard, what was it like for you and where were you when you heard that World War II was over? Well, the funny part about that is I was um, visiting in New York City at so, the time. So when that big parade happened and that picture with the, the sailor kissing the girl, you were... I was right downtown New York when that was all happening because the... Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, right downtown because... Uh, we went to visit my uncle, my aunt and I, mm-hmm. and uh, it just happened that they announced it then. Everybody was hugging everybody, kissing everybody. It didn't matter if you were white, black, green, or yellow. I mean, everybody yeah. loved everybody that day. It was a beautiful sight. Wow. I bet you were and, thrilled your husband was going to be coming home, huh? Yeah, it was very good. But you had to wait for the process of him coming sure. and then going through uh, the states here and that, mm-hmm. and then coming home. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I was the day he was coming. It, of course, it was by train. There was no um, um, uh, uh, nothing like planes. Right. Not like they do everything. You go by plane. Well, yeah. you go went by train then. And he came home and I went down to the train station. I wasn't feeling good. And my mom and dad, I lived with them and they said, well, why don't we go with you? I said, no, I'm going alone. I want to see him first before <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> so I did. And that was, we lived then on 16 in Dequinder and I went all the way downtown to Detroit by myself. It was really... A beautiful, beautiful moment to meet That's him. So awesome. To That's see so awesome. him after not seeing him for what two, three years. It was kind of nice to be able to see him. When you you were born in nineteen twenty three, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure, Joshua, but when did like did you when when you were growing up, did you have uh telephones? Did you have video games? Did you have TV? Did you have radio? No. Did you have all these things that these kids these days? What about tablets? <laughs> yeah. And we had a, no, we had a radio, period. Now, did you sit around every night and like listen to like radio shows? Not really. No, no? we we were always busy doing something else. Uh because when I lived well, no, we didn't do that. When I was a kid, we were outside playing all mm-hmm. the time. I played with the boys, you know, baseball and all this other so stuff. So were you a tomboy growing up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say so because that's the only way I could do things. I didn't sit and play with dolls because right. the boys wouldn't sit and play with dolls with you, you know. So right. I was a, a real uh, outside person. Okay. I loved being outside. Do you so. remember the first time you got to watch TV? It was after my son was born. Really? Yeah, because... Um, and what was that like, going from radio to all of a sudden you could see somebody on TV? What was it that was, like for it you? Was, it was really different. Yeah. And uh, we had a little bitty screen television. What was it, seven inch? Yeah. Yeah, that was our first one. And uh, Was it talk- black and white? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and another thing, too, when you talk about telephones, when I was expecting my son... We didn't have a telephone at home, so we had to go out up the road to a neighbor that was like a block or so away that had a phone, and then to call the doctor to tell him how I was feeling, 
And so he said to get right to the hospital. Because when she says her son, your son is 72. 72. So 72 yeah. years That's ago. 72 that years ago. Yeah. We had wow. no telephones. And I know that there are like 20-some-year-old kids listening going, like, what do you mean no telephones, yeah. no yeah. no this, no yeah. that? It, 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 we just had nothing. I mean, and then when we moved out from Detroit out into the country, we didn't have inside bathroom either. And it was a big change. Where was having, the country? What, what uh, city? 16 mile, no, 16 Mile and Dequinder. Okay. That was just country then. <laughs> now it's all city. <laughs> yeah, and it, that was just a country road, a two-lane road that was humped road with big ditches on either side. And so many times people slid into those ditches, especially in bad weather. And it was just, um, I mean, it was a completely different. And I can remember my, this is funny, it just dawned on me, about my grandma. That's the one up on the picture there. She was came was staying with us for a while. Mm-hmm. And it was pouring rain and it was flooding. Everything was flooding. And she was out there with a bucket, <laughs> taking water, thinking it would go in those ditches, you know. But it was all over. It wouldn't go anywhere. But she kept bailing water, you know. Uh, to me, that was so amazing to think that she thought she could conquer this thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, that's why I said some of these crazy things come to your mind, you know. No, and th- and, th- and, th- and this is why I wanted to have you mm-hmm. on the show because mm-hmm. you know, uh, ni- being ninety-five years old, you've seen things that we never saw, and we, you know, we got to see in history books. You know, yeah. and you lived through it. Do you remember your very first vehicle that you guys bought? Oh, yeah. That was after we were married already. And we bought it from my brother's mother-in-law. She was going to buy another car. And so we asked if we could buy her car. And our first two or three cars were bought from my brother's mother-in-law. What kind of car was your first car? Do you remember? No, I, I I can't remember, but I know one of them that we bought from her, and we had it for quite a while. We called her Betsy, and when we had you to get the rid car of Betsy? it, the kids cried and cried because they didn't really got, want to get rid of Betsy, you know. <laughs> but that was the thing of it. You and well, like now, my car is fifteen years old. Yeah. I don't I don't believe in buying cars all the time. Right. Yeah, and right. They're always eight to ten years old, but this one's fifteen years old. Your um, your husband was in World War Two, and your son. My wa- son was in was the in Vietnam, Vietnam War. What was that like for you to have to have you know send? That your, was the bad most- enough having your your husband uh, go in in you know be in a war, and then to have your son. Well, go this off. was so bad because he was in Vietnam, and uh, he uh, worked on airplanes. That was his job. And every time they'd say they were bombing Tansanut Air Base, I was at, I don't care where I was, I tried to get to a television to see what was going on. That was uh, more unnerving than it was with my husband because I didn't know what was going on during World War II. They didn't announce it or tell you. Whereas with the Vietnam War, it was on the air and Uh everything, and you could see. And that was terrible, yeah. And my dad, of course, was in World War One, but he was just in, when he got in, he was in just long enough to become a veteran, and he, um, uh, the war ended, <laughs> so he was very lucky. Right. So I had three generations, my so, dad, my husband, and my son. Wow. So mm-hmm. with your son, you know, talking about with your, your husband going, you know, a letter once a week. Was it any different with your son? Like, the, what was that communication like? Was it still the oh constant? yeah, well, oh yeah, because uh, it was different because you could see on television mm-hmm. what was going on in that. Mm-hmm. You know, did you hear from him as much or? Oh yeah, a little yeah. more than you yeah. did with the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I bet it was also pretty exciting, especially, you know, all the all the men we lost in Vietnam yeah. to 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 pick to get him yeah. him back was probably pretty amazing. I oh imagine. yeah, it was so funny, and <laughs> the funny part about him is, you know, uh, I gotta say this: when he was a kid, he looked like alfalfa. His his <laughs> his hair just stood up on end all over, you know, mm-hmm. just had all these colics. And then when he went to Vietnam. And we met him. We that was our one trip to Hawaii. 
We went there and met him, and I didn't recognize him. He had such curly hair. <laughs> and I said, what happened? What did you, how did you get? I don't know, Mom. It just turned curly. And it was just so amazing to it's think. It's curly now, too, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's real curly. curly. Nice, wavy. Yeah. yeah. And and it's just so amazing when you think about him as a kid, because I gave him a permit one time to have him have curly hair. Yeah. And then... To see him was he your he was he your your test your test with your um, being a you know, hairdresser was he did you practice on him and your, and your daughter oh no 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 my cousin let me do that on her all the time okay so and my mother of course I worked on my mother all the time she and I can remember the one time this is funny I have to say it because she wanted to have uh, gray hair. Mm-hmm. She thought it'd be nicer if she had all gray hair. So she's, honey, make it. I said, Mom, you don't want me to do that because then you can't get a perm. Your hair is going to fall off if you get a perm. No, honey, go ahead and do it. I, I know it'll be okay. So I got it to get gray. And then the, when she wanted that perm, I said, it's going to break, Mom. And it did. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, these are things you kind of, forget but then you remember them when you talk about it sure sure so. well she's bringing that up and it just made me realize that in the 80s when i was in high school i got perms oh yeah <laughs> and because I, I thought they were so cool so, we're talking. <laughs> she's looking at me like i'm crazy but yeah it no. was like I, I think i had a what did you call it when it was like the uh, a mullet yeah. You know, I had the, like the you know short hair in front, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah. business in the front, and party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were talking well, in that timeline there around like the '60s. Do you remember? You know, there was a lot going on then. There's the civil rights movement. There's the Vietnam War protests. There's the Kennedy assassination. Do you, the moon landing? You know, all these big things happening. Do you remember, what? What, do you, what? What were some of the biggest moments in that t- period of time? This well, the one the thing I remember real well is Kennedy's assassination because it was on my daughter Sandy's birthday. Oh, okay. So that to me was pretty outstanding. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But do you remember where others, you were when you heard? Yeah, we were at home celebrating our birthday. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So was it one of those times that like people were crying and, and oh, really yeah, emotional yeah. and? Well, you know, you had to be because he was a wonderful guy mm-hmm. and. Just to see that happen, yeah, was terrible. I mean, uh, it's hard to realize even nowadays that people can keep shooting people like mm-hmm. they do. Yeah, I, I I just can't see why they can't love one another more. Yeah. Than what about the moon landing? I just watched I a show just, recently about the moon landing and how that was like the most watched thing in the history of television yeah. when it happened. And remember that. Uh, satellite that um, we were in Florida then and my cousin Alice and Al were there with us and we were just going into the grocery store into Publix and they were shooting up that rocket and that's when it exploded. Yeah, Oh yeah. That was terrifying to see that because we walked out. Are you talking about the Challenger in 86? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And we you were, saw that happen? Yeah. We were wow. in Florida wow. and we saw that, you know, Go up in the air. Wow. And, and you, you don't remember all these things, but, you know, yeah. when you bring it up, then yeah, you remember sure. that you were there and you saw it, you know. Yeah. Did you sit around, like, did you guys get together, like, when, when Neil Armstrong walked on the moon? Did you get together and around and watch watch that monumental? That I can't remember. Yeah. You were You were big into the space race, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you well, have the most amazing attitude what do you think the secret to having a good attitude is? Just love everybody. You know, don't, don't, some people, and I have some that do this, <laughs> they find the worst in people. Yeah. And instead, you, you can't do that. I have a friend, I won't mention her by name, <laughs> but she has never anything nice to say about anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to me, what, I mean, what joy do you get out of being negative all the time? Yeah. I, I, I just can't understand people when they do that. What advice would you give this next generation coming up? Oh, Lord, with the way it's going. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, I, I wouldn't want to be here, I'll tell you that. Because to me, 
it, 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 everything is so spoiled, if you want to call it, or that there's too much of everything that you can see and it's not good. And like they announce things, how burglars that get into these places, I mean, they're telling people mm-hmm. on the air yeah. how to do wrong. Mm-hmm. And that to me is so sad because our kids are listening to that. You have seen so many cool things like the TV, the telephone, the internet. Mm-hmm. Now, are you on social media at all? Are I'm you not- on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that? Nope, I have a little old, uh, what do you call it, cell phone? Not, not cell phone, but flip phone. Oh, you have a flip yeah. phone. Yeah. I have a flip phone. Okay. And and uh, I don't. I had a computer. I gave it back because I wasn't into that. I didn't. I would remember it about eleven thirty at night and say, "Oh, maybe I'd better look if something's on it," you know. And, and so I gave the computer back. And uh, I'm just not a anything. I know these kids. When that Facebook first came out, I remember my granddaughter, Joey. Mm-hmm. She's. I told her. I said, Joey, don't you ever put anything about me on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, now, of course, they do it regardless yeah. of what you want. You know, <laughs> your picture's on Facebook all the time, you know. And Joshua, you got one, because otherwise, I want to know about Elvis. Do you remember when Elvis started to, started to get popular? And yeah. were you an Elvis, you know, no, fan? No, I was not an Elvis fan. Who were, you, who, like, who were you a fan of when it came to music? Like, what kind of uh, music did oh, you like? I liked... Um, were you a country girl? Were yeah, you a Marcia, rock and roll girl? The one that um, sings with um, with Frank Sinatra. What was his name? The other guy. Oh, the I, Rat I Pack. Um, anyway, yeah. that's the one I liked. But I I don't didn't care for Frank Sinatra either. But I liked that other guy. I forgot what his name is now. Yeah. Names are not my thing. I can tell you anybody's phone number, it's up here. But mm-hmm. names, I'll meet them. And like if I want to talk about the one of the neighbors, I'll say, that means Sharon upstairs. Right. Or Denise, you know. I, I Names just don't stay with me very good. Isn't that funny? Because to this day, like these, these computers, these phones, they get you almost to the, to the point that you you feel dumb. Yeah. I don't even know my daughter's phone number. Why? Because all I have to do is hit send yeah. or yeah. look her name up. Well, yeah. that's I, it. You don't have to memorize. But yeah. remember back in the day, Joshua, mm-hmm. and you remember this too, Kay, is you had to memorize people's numbers or you, you kept a notebook. Yeah. And after you know, and after a year or two, then you'd have to get another one because it would get soiled sure. because you were looking at it so much. Yeah. No, sure. I, I have all my friends, everybody, and all the kids' numbers up here. I can just – and they always say, well, they'll, they'll – uh, Press, I know I can dial. I dial everybody's number. I don't uh, press a key. There's some in there. They've got them, but I don't know how to do it. So <laughs> I, I press the numbers. And Kay, are you a good cook? Am I a good yeah. cook? I was a pretty good cook in my day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. I just, now who who was a better cook? You you or your husband? Oh, he had to cook simply because I worked later when I was doing hair. I worked later, and he got home earlier. So he would start the cooking with the kids, and then I would finish it, or else they'd get it done before I got home. Have you always been an outgoing young lady? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm sure you did very, very well doing hair because that is part of not just doing someone's hair, but you have to have a good – you have to be able to keep that conversation because sometimes you're with that lady – you know, for hours, right? Doing a perm or oh, doing yeah. a hair oh, color yeah. or something like that. Yeah. No, I had a lot of wonderful, wonderful customers when I was working. Yeah. Do you do you miss working? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, especially when you. This is terrible to say it, <laughs> but when you go to church sometimes and you see that head there that looks like, oh Lord, would I love to get my hands on? <laughs> you know. It's, so you it's, still think like that? You still think? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. is amazing. That is so cool. Go ahead, yeah. Josh. So one, what Johnny asked earlier about what advice you might have for like this upcoming generation, and I understand exactly. You know, you're like, ah, oh, I wouldn't want to be here. But what about a, a, a couple that's getting ready to get married? What kind of advice would you have? Like you and your husband, 56 years, which 50 is like a wonderful milestone for anybody. And then to, to talk to, about him now the way you do, obviously you had an awesome marriage. What was that? What, what would you, advice would you give a young couple? Well, I think if you're going to marry someone, you really 
have to know them. Mm-hmm. I mean, be with them. I don't mean sleep together before marriage. I mean, be with them and know their likes, their dislikes, and that, so that you'd know more or less if you're on the same ground or not. Yep. Because if you find that they, like, say maybe you have a, a real sport-minded husband and you don't care for that, that's not going to keep you together because he's going to want to go there and you're not going to want to go, and then before you know it, you're drifting apart. Yes. So to me, you have to have more or less the same kind of likes and that, and, and that'll keep you together a lot longer than anything else. Speaking of sports, are, are you a Detroit sports fan? I used to be a baseball fan, but now I'm in... Used uh, to be. I can't get the <laughs> baseball games anymore because I gave up Comcast and I just have an antenna. Okay. Because that got way out of hand, too, for what you can see on... Well, you can get everything on, on online on the internet. I don't have internet. I'm just joking with you. I know. <laughs> Grab that tablet no, or, get or get a smartphone instead of your flip phone. And you can watch everything. Uh, not do, you, do, you know, do you know what YouTube is? I've heard of it. It's just a bunch of uh, a place that you can watch a bunch of cool videos and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, see, I don't have that either. What's your favorite time of the year? My favorite time? Time of the year. Summer, spring, Probably winter. Probably summer because it's warm. I don't like uh, winter. Mm-hmm. That's why I loved Florida when I lived there. Yeah. And I don't, uh, spring isn't bad, but I don't know. Summer is the best. It's it's the warmest. What is something that you still want to do that you have not yet to do in 95 and a half years of being on this earth? Mm. There has to be one thing that you're like, you know, Johnny, I would still love to go do this. Skydiving? You know? I no, I, not, that's not my thing. I honestly can't say that there's anything that I'd like to do that I haven't done. No kidding. I've traveled as much as I could, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Uh, to me, it seems like my life. Like I said, if I had to die tomorrow, mm-hmm. I've had a good, very, very. Good life. Okay, I say that all the time. I'm like, you know what? I have no regrets. I have done more no. in my life already than most people could ever dream yeah, of. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you flew on an airplane? Oh yeah. What was that like? Oh man, that was really something because it was a <laughs> propeller plane, and uh, I got on that plane. I was flying to uh, New York, and uh, I was scared to death. And then that pilot came out to talk to us. Now, oh, get back there and fly that plane. <laughs> get back. You know. And back then, everybody dressed up when 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 they flew somewhere too, didn't they? Well, yeah. Well, I dressed up no matter where. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess back then everybody dressed up just for no oh, yeah, reason, for, just you, to dress up. You didn't up. go and like they do now. Well, that's like going to church too. Yep. When we used to go to, everybody used to go to church. They were dressed up, and now you see them coming to church in those short, short shorts, you know, and stuff. <laughs> that really, really tells me you have no respect. I yeah. like wearing I real mean, short shorts when I go to with church. I, I've boots. seen yeah. them in church. Yeah, they've come to our church with those short shorts, and and that really makes you feel like they have no respect for. Them religion at all yeah. i mean when you were in school what was your favorite subject well uh in high school it was math okay but uh you see when that's another thing when i started school i started in the third grade because my dad took me to my mother was sick and so my dad took it to me to enroll me in school and uh, they said, well, what grade is she in? And my I, dad says, what grade are you in? I says, well, I'm in the third grade. <laughs> and my brother said, uh, Daddy, she can't be because I'm only in the second grade and I'm older. And Daddy said, if she said she's in the third grade, she's in the third grade. <laughs> so they put me in the third grade. And that's because, see, I went to kindergarten A, kindergarten B, and the next one was, to me, was the third grade. Great. Oh, gotcha. It did was you, a third room, but I thought it was a couple a third classes. Grade. Did you have a favorite teacher in school? Like, if you, looking no, back, not, did you have a favorite? Really. No, no, no. I didn't. Uh, and then when I went to high school, I went to the. Uh, I don't know if you remember it being there. 
the convent on St. Alban in Canfield. I, well, I remember a, convents. I it mean, was yeah. a Felician Sisters convent there, and uh, that's where so I, I went, went to, Catholic to high schools. school. I was a good Catholic boy. I want to ask you something. It might be a little bit of a different type of question. Go um, ahead. But it's something that you pops in your head, think of someone at 95. Obviously, your husband passed passed away, and I'm uh-huh. sure you've, over the course of your life, lost a lot of friends, a lot more friends than someone my age or Johnny's age. What... What has that been like, and, and how has has that impacted your? Because your attitude is is impeccable. So w- what's that like, and what's your process of dealing with that? Because I'm sure that's happened a lot for you. No, you know, actually, when we had to leave here and move to Florida, I had a lot of friends here, and then I had to leave them, and then we lived in Florida for 20 years, and then I built up because I was very active, bold, and shuffled, and mm-hmm. played cards and everything. So I had a whole new realm of friends again. Sure. And then when I had to come back here, of course, this was right here that I mm-hmm. moved to. And then again, you see, I have wonderful neighbors. Mm-hmm. I have wonderful friends from cards, wonderful church friends. I have such a big magnitude of friends mm-hmm. that I I just don't seem to suffer any if they if you lose them that I'm yeah. I'm lonesome or anything mm-hmm. I never have been mm-hmm. one thing though just to to stay in that vein just for a minute a couple of years ago you lost your daughter and that's something that I'm sure that was challenging that and, and was very hard for me because she called me every morning at 10 she didn't call before that cause in case I wanted to sleep in she'd call at 10 <laughs> And make sure I'm okay. And then during the day, we would talk sometimes. And then she always checked in at 10 at night to make sure I was okay and going to bed. And during the day, if we had to talk, it was a lot about General Hospital. <laughs> because that's so Okay, cool. I used to watch that all Did you? through well, high school and thing. elementary school. Yeah, just just because my mom watched it. I would come on. I would never tell anybody. So if anybody, I hope no one's listening to this one because Mm. I used to watch soap operas. Well, you know the funny part of it is, who who is your favorite person on General Hospital? Huh? Who is your favorite person on General Hospital? I don't know if I have a favorite one because I get so mad at some of them. (laughs) But you know, when I went to the eye doctors, uh, this gal and I started talking. The one of the receptionists there, right? And she watches General Hospital. So when I go there, I talk to her about it. And now I found out where I go to the beauty shop, the girls there watch General Hospital. And I can't Wait, it's watch still on? Them. Oh, yeah. It's like there's this underground the subculture one. of no, General okay. Hospital. I didn't know it was still on. Oh, yeah, it's the only one. It's on at 2 every afternoon. Okay. So we'll in case you want to watch right. it, yeah. it's yeah. on at 2 every afternoon. But uh, the oh, girls there are so nice about it because they'll say, I'll say, well, I can't watch it Mondays because I play bridge and that. And so if I can't watch it, I'll say, what happened? What the, what's this one doing? What's that one? And they know everything because they tape it and then they watch it, yep. see. So, that, you know. Do you ever get stressed out? Do I ever get stressed out? And what do you do when you do have one of those days that you get a little stressed? I don't know. I mean... I don't yeah. know. That's where the, that's where the honey jack comes in, right? No. I don't know. I mean, sometimes you think of it like the loss of my daughter really put me down uh, some. I mean, I, I felt so bad about that because I thought it should be me instead of her, and I couldn't see why they couldn't help her, you know. But that's. Uh, uh, but usually things, uh, like I said, everybody seems, you know, in an okay mood with me, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean... Once in a while, we get things, but uh, you sleep on it. That's one thing about you, though, that's just like even you said about your daughter and Johnny this first time you met is just this overwhelming positive energy. And I have a a friend of ours um, who who comes over every time that you're around. And um, so I just got to ask you to give him a little shout out. Who's your favorite DJ in Detroit? Oh, you mean Meltdown? Yeah. <laughs> meltdown from WRF. Meltdown. Yeah, I have a shirt from him that he gave me on my, that was, what's that, that my 90th or 91st birthday or something? Something like that, yeah. He brought I me. saw that on Facebook, so you yeah. might want to yell at him next time you see him because I saw the photo of both of you. Oh, that, us hugging. And he has yeah. a lot of people oh, yeah, to yeah. see his stuff. Yeah, he's, he's uh, every time I see him. He's uh, such a good, positive guy for yeah, me, he too. Is. He's a great I guy. Mean, and, He's and, been on the show. Huh? He's yeah. been on the podcast. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How about that? Eh? What do you want to... You're 95 and a half years old. Yeah. 
Are you already planning your 100th birthday party? Oh, they keep teasing me. Everybody's coming to it. All my friends are coming to it. <laughs> what and do you my, want to do for your 100th birthday? Well, we kid my son-in-law all the time, you know, Joe, Hugh, Jay. I, we keep teasing him that he's renting Cobo Hall for me because I've got so many friends. <laughs> nice. So it's going to be that's, the best. Uh, that's what we're laughing about all the time for my 100th birthday. We're going to rent Cobo Hall and have a party. <laughs> what, awesome. And who would, who would be the band that, that, that would play for you? Well, I don't know because I don't know any bands. You don't know? No, you, no. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it up to Meltdown. It had to be yeah. a good Polish band, though. <laughs> a good so Polish band. So you can band. do polkas and stuff, you know. So do you still dance? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My husband and I won a dance contest in Florida one time. Really? Mm-hmm. Doing a polka? Or doing no, the polkas? No, Just doing everything. Okay. All different dances. You had to do a little bit so of everything. So not only was he a good man, but he he could dance? Oh, yeah, he could dance. That's the key to the ha- a happy marriage. I'm doomed then, Johnny. You better start <laughs> learning dance. how to dance. <laughs> no, we danced. I used to go to dances all the time when I was younger. We used to go to the Greystone and the other, the, it began with an A. I forgot the name of it. But we used to go downtown to the Greystone, my girlfriend and I, all the time to dance, yeah. Do you have a nickname? Nickname? Yeah. No, I'm K. <laughs> Just K. Just K, yeah. But uh, it's uh, like I said. Yeah. That's another thing. During the war, I was Kathy because I like the name Kathy. So so during the war, would, wait a second, <laughs> slow down a minute. So this, during during the war, you were Kathy. Explain yeah. why. Yeah, why would please, you have I just got kind of. I was well, like, because, what's going on here? Well, you know, Catherine is a long name, and I didn't want to be uh, during in school and everything. You had to be Catherine, right. you know. But then. During the war, I thought I'd like a shorter name, so I took Kathy. So I was just Kathy to everybody, oh, okay. and all the boys that used to write me letters would write, Dear Kathy. All you the know. boys would write <laughs> you letters. And so I was Kathy. <laughs> And I didn't like Kitty because they'd say, here, Kitty, Kitty. So that was out. <laughs> and then I changed after the war, after I got married, I changed to K. And so everybody knows me as K. Yeah. Most everybody. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you have hobbies to this day, but I'm looking over right now, and I don't know if that is Joshua mm. is knitting or if that's you. Oh, no. That's I, knitting. I knit. I crochet. I made that. I did that lamp. I, what? Uh, yeah, really? I, I didn't make. I I uh, chalked it, together. it. Yeah, I chalked it. Yeah, and I I we made rugs. I made all my uh, blankets for the bed. I mean, I I can't sit without something in my hands. I have to have something in my hands working. That's unbelievable! You're still doing that to this day. Oh yeah! Oh it's yeah! It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I knit all my own socks. I don't wear anything but my own knit socks. And, it's probably it's it's really neat though. I mean, you you're you. It keeps you busy. It's fun. It's you're creating. I oh, know, I love it. I, I love doing it. I know there's been a lot of like we have these girls. You know the girls. You but you just made those beautiful hats for them. Yeah. And everybody loves. Oh, for those little all girls the kids that I, get hats. Yeah. Well, so nice. That yeah. was so because Pat asked me to because she yeah. said they needed them. So yeah. I just put them together. Yeah. Who has been a person in your life? That has influenced you to be the person that you are today? I think my mom and dad. They were both very active, very religious, and uh, and they were always working on... My mother always was working on something with her hands, too, and that. And I think uh, they mm-hmm. were the most influential for me. Kay, do you think... And Joshua, I don't know, but... It, you know, it's been already, you know, I mean, we only have 10 minutes left. It's been almost an hour. Mm-hmm. But she keeps going back over and over and over again and talking about one thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you've caught it or not, mm-hmm. but I'm getting goosebumps again right now. And Kay, the one thing that you keep bringing up is faith, religion. Church. Do you think, yeah, church. Do you think that that church is missing in today's society? That, that Very not much. enough people... Take church serious. Yeah, very much so. Because, like I said, I was raised with big, good faith, you know. Mm -hmm. And even like today now, I usually say my rosary every day because I want the Blessed Mother to help me through the day. And uh, I try to get to church for 
things that are going on there that I can make it and can drive to because, like Wait, I said. Wait, you still drive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Wait a second. I, you, yeah. you still drive. 90, oh. 95 and a half years yeah, old she, and you still drive. She was talking earlier about her 15-year-old car. I, I know remember, that, yeah. but I just yeah. assume like you still had it, yeah. not that you still drive yeah. it. No. Yeah. And I'm hoping I can get my license again in August because now wow. I have to apply every year. Yeah. So, so this is kind of a funny question, but I'm going to go back to your childhood. Uh-huh. Did you get an allowance because you just got done talking about how cool your mom and dad were, but were you, were you in one of those families that they believed in giving allowance? No. Or they just made you do your chores and that's we it? We just did what we had to do and that was it. We didn't get no. There was Well, they never had money to give us money. And that's another thing. Like when I first got married, my husband, of course, coming just home from service, we didn't have much of anything. And mom and dad helped us a lot to get through some bad points you know mm-hmm. and then when they retired they had nothing so then we my husband and I paid a lot of their bills and helped them when they because they moved to Florida mm-hmm. and they didn't have anything so then we paid their bills so like I said it's a lot of what you do in your life for others it's bound to come back to you mm-hmm. amen spread a little kindness once in a while right okay it, it really helps, I'll tell you. You know, you have been through so much in 95-plus years. Do you remember any fads that you liked, maybe hairstyles, maybe maybe the way that people dressed that really sticks out to you? Because when you really think about how long she's been around yeah. and all the fads that have come and gone, do you wish that one would come back I don't know, really. Coming, think a bit. What was when your says, favorite? When he says fads, he means things that are real big, they're real popular. Yeah, like hairdos. They come and, and then they go, and they come. No, I've and been through all the different hairdos, all the updos and downdos, and <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I, I, I'm, I'm uh, uh, the only thing is at times. Uh, now, th- so many of the ladies are wearing their hair real short, mm-hmm. and I can understand it because you can wash it more often and you can just comb it and you're done. You know, right. you don't spend all that money at the beauty shop. But uh, I don't know, uh, as far as uh, anything outstanding, I, I really... Uh, what was your favorite era was it the 50s? Was it the 60s? Was it the 70s? 80s? Of you- course, in the 70s and uh, and 80s, when I lived in Florida, that was a great thing for me. <laughs> right. Because I was out all the time doing everything, you know, shuffling, bowling, everything. I mean, we were so busy every day. Yeah. And we had parties all the time and everything. It was a completely different life. Right than it is living up north. Yeah, no, and you were absolutely right about that. We're talking about, you know, the the different time periods. And obviously right now there's a lot of unrest and division politically in the country. And what was, and, and you think about other times in history, you know, like maybe the civil rights movement. What, what do you think, like, as far as like, what was it like then versus what's it like now as far as people bickering and, and, and well I think it wasn't as bad as it is now I think people now are just so uh, they can't find happiness in in life as much as we used to there just just seems like uh, nobody uh, you look at somebody the wrong way and it's wrong you know mm-hmm. you're in trouble mm-hmm. and be, I don't know it, uh, it just getting worse and worse. Yeah, it's scary to go out even on the road now Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of that road rage and I've never seen as many careless drivers that Mm -hmm. cut in front and go. And I mean, life is not easy anymore. And I feel sorry for the generation coming up because they're going to have one heck of a time trying to live the way these things are going. Well, you talked about the, the, Johnny asked you about the church and you, you talked about faith and, and how, you know, the church is missing a lot of things in your personal life. You, what, what has your personal faith meant to you and how has that helped you be so positive to others? Well, I'll tell you, my faith has been the one thing that has 
kept me going all these years. I, from a little kid on, I used to go to church. I used to take my little brother, who was 10 years younger. I used to walk him to church, and we had a mile to church, and we didn't have cars and stuff. So we used to walk to church evenings, mornings. I mean, it was just my faith has always been there. And even like now, uh, the thing that would bother me more than anything, if I can't drive, is getting to church. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Would be it. Well, I'm sure that, um, you know, that'll, that'll never be a problem because, you know, church and especially the church you go to, somebody will always pick you up. We're like literally almost out of time. And Kay, I, I, I want to, I want you to answer this question. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to ask you because I had to ask myself this question okay. several times. Go ahead. Just because of sometimes um, we want to be remembered. Okay. How do you want to be remembered? As a loving person that she cares that about everybody. Smile. No, really. Yeah, I no, mean, I think it's great. I love how your face just lit up. Say that again. As a loving person that everybody will love me as much as I love everybody. And I have a lot of friends that say that they do, you see. Yeah. So I sort of kind of believe them. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a follow-up to that, just, you know, talking about how you want to be remembered. Like, what's your legacy? What, your legacy. What, what, your, the, what about your legacy are you the most proud of? That being the person that I am. That I'm a happy awesome. person yeah. that eats, drinks, and beats Mary. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, so, so just, I, I, I keep saying one more, one more. Yeah. So you said that you love to eat, you love to have a cocktail still to oh, this yeah. day. Oh, Did yeah. you ever smoke? Because back in the day, smoking was such a, a, a trend back okay. then. Did you ever smoke? Now that you said that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. When I worked... My boss, when I worked as a private secretary, my boss used to get tickets to the Detroit Yacht Club. Yeah. And he didn't want to go, so he would give me his tickets and my girlfriend. And, of course, when you went there, everybody smoked. Yeah. So we would buy a pack of cigarettes on the way in and smoke. Couldn't stand the thing, but we would smoke just to look like the other people. Yeah. And then another time, when we were in high school, we used to go to my girlfriend's. Every Saturday night, there were six of us went there, six girls, and we would, in her bedroom, we were learning to smoke. Oh, wow. If you can imagine. And that mother never said a word to us. Wow. But if that was my mother, I'm sure she probably would have said something. But can you imagine when she opened that door and all right. that smoke come out of there? Yeah. But I just th- picture I would, that. I never <laughs> did like it. So, I mean, I didn't smoke, but it was just... One of those things, you know. Joshua, wrap it up with uh, one more, and then I have a special way that I want Kay to wrap this podcast up. But I'm going to let you ask the last question. If you have something, Mm -hmm. if not, then maybe you can make a comment, uh, closing remarks. No, I just, you know, I I guess as a closing remark, we've asked a lot of questions. I think you've had a lot of people on your show, Johnny, you know, a lot of different people from a lot of different things. And, you know, you're the example for all of us, Kay. You're the example for all of us. You had an awesome marriage. You had an awesome, you know, relationships with your kids, relationships with your friends, your hobbies. And, and I just want to thank you for, you know, for being you for being you and and being a light for the world around you to see that this is someone who's doing it the right way. And this is someone who, who we all can long to be. And I want to thank you for, you know, for coming on Johnny's show because sharing this with people and inspiring people how to do it the right way. It's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. And I second that. Kay, do you want to say something? Go ahead. Well, I just want to say that I do have a wonderful family. My kid, my son that's left, my grandchildren, and my great-grandchildren. They are so wonderful, every one of them. And uh, I love them all. And I hope that they have as good a life as I have. That's amazing. Kay, I'm going to end it with, Joshua, we have never done anything like this before. But because... Religion is so important to me. Faith is so important to me, to Joshua, and to you. You don't know who's ever going to be listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to wrap this podcast up mm-hmm. with you just saying a prayer for the people listening, if you would, please. And I know I kind of put okay. you on the spot, and but I would appreciate if you would just... 
you know, pray okay. out loud for the people listening. Okay. Well, what I can say is that the thing that I say during the day when I don't know much is going on and I want to talk to somebody, I say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And all you who are listening, please think about it. The Mother will help you. She's always there for you. Okay? I love you. Bye. Okay, thank you so much, Joshua. That was just amazing. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls that are listening, this is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, with another episode of Outstanding Life Podcast. And please, 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 please follow me on uh, uh, MotivationalCowboy.com. You can follow me at SoundCloud.com forward slash Outstanding Life Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Uh, I'm at Twitter, Twitter at MC Johnny D number four. Facebook, I'm at uh, Motivational Cowboy. And I'm also on Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. Again, this is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, telling all of you, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. We'll see you next time. Eat and be married and have a drink, Kay says.